All right, let's get into uh, uh, peace in his presence. And we talked about um, hunger and thirst last week. And just to bring us up to speed, we, you know, we went through uh, Matthew 5, 6, uh, which says that they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And, and the thing is, like, it's, it's not just visiting his presence, but staying in his presence. So God, God doesn't want, we talked about this before, God doesn't want just us to be in his presence. He wants his presence in us. Um, and, and sometimes it's, it's hard, like, you know, to stay in his presence, to stay locked into God, especially you live in this world and there's a lot of uh, temptations, there's a lot, a lot of teases, there's a lot of traditions and different things that can pull us out of his presence. You know, but it, it all, it all is based on where you've uh, calibrated your heart. And of course, when we were living in the world, we calibrated our heart to the world. Everything was about playing off of the world, playing off of what the, 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 the do's and the don'ts and what they said. We were talking about it in Master Life class this morning on the discipleship personality, how, you know, there's one level to come to Christ, another level to be a disciple and take up that cross, but then there's another level when you offer your will. And so some of us have offered our head and we've offered our habits but we haven't offered our will. And most of the thing that gets us in trouble is our will. Like that's, 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 that's what we do without thinking about it. So as much as sometimes we, we do, uh, I'm gonna say this respectfully, religious things, we haven't crossed over into relationship and where we've totally offered our will over to God. When you offered your will, it doesn't make a difference. The holiday don't change anything. If it's just cause it's a holiday, that won't change nothing. Cause how, what's your lifestyle? How do you live? You know what I'm saying? So the, uh, the, the family tradition won't change anything because it's how do you live? The fellas showing up, that won't change nothing because how do you live? And those are the opportunities for God to see how important his relationship is with us. You know, when the fellas show up or, you know, I say fellas because it's kind of what I had to grow through, you know. Uh, and God was just saying, okay, so am I your God only when there's no other option? If there's any other option, I'm not your God. And so, so, so he challenged us to stay in his presence. And sometimes the reason we've quit sometimes is because we're playing off of the, the philosophy of insurmountable weakness versus the possibility of strength. So what I mean by that is we've told ourselves, I've never been able to do this, so I never will be able to do this, so God should be happy to get this much of me. And but the scripture says in your time of weakness, he's he's strong. So even when you've reached your limit, God's spiritual generator kicks in and he'll take you beyond what you've been able to do yourself. The scripture says when you've done all you can do to stand, stand there for. And, and, and I, you know, once again, I'm not saying this because I'm a, a pastor and it's easy because, I've you know, I've had to transition through a lot of those things. And even as I, I live as a. A, a man of God if that's what you deem it to be um, I still live in this world too and so I, so, so to, to stay that course um, uh, it costs something and so so we talked about that last week so I won't spend a whole lot of time <laughs> a whole lot of time with that y'all can see what I see uh, a whole lot of time with that um so we talked about also that we're equipped with the inner hunger and thirst. And so, so we're going to be hungry and thirsty for something. 
And because we we're in this world, the world normally tries to give you the first offer. They try to flood you with all these other considerations. And it, but none of the things the world offers you can quench your thirst. You know, they can make you, you know, they can satisfy a moment, but they can't fulfill your life. You know, and actually what it does is it not, the things the world offers not only, it, it, it makes you feel like you're getting your thirst quenched, but it's actually stealing thirst the whole time. Right? You know, it's just like, you know, it's a cold day, you drink a Pepsi. Pepsi is wet and it's cold, tastes good, but it don't quench your thirst. It actually dehydrates you. Right? Same thing with beer or whatever. You know, uh, we used to drink the cold ones back. Uh, well, I, I remember we used to go out to, uh, even though I lived in Newark, we used to go out to Bloomfield and play at this park. We used to have cases on, the, on each corner of the court. And uh, a Miller draft. I just, that's it, you know. And we used to go, yo, I'm thirsty, man. Give me a draft. Man, I wasn't quenching our thirst. <laughs> it was creating thirst. And this is the thing, like, like, and God is saying, man, you know, I, I get it. Uh, if you're hurt, if you're betrayed, uh, if you've been played, it creates a void, and you're going to get thirsty. I'm hoping you use me to quench the thirst. That's all God is saying. He's not trying to steal nobody's fun. Actually, he's like, you're not even having fun. You've told yourself you have fun, but I actually have full joy for you. I actually have fulfillment for you. And, and, and you're... you're you're, you're taking a counterfeit, you know, and because you've invested in a counterfeit, you have to endorse that counterfeit. Um, but he's saying, please, give me a shot. At every level, at any stage of life, I can really fulfill you if I just give you a shot. Because I said, if you hunger and thirst, after righteousness, you shall be filled. All right, so, <laughs> so, um, we said all this stuff took place, all this getting out of God's presence or taking counterfeit thirst started with, you know, Adam and Eve in, in the garden. You know, Eve took of that fruit. And from that point on, that's, you know, she, they started to hide themselves from God's presence. Like who in their right mind would want to hide from God's presence? And, and it said they hid themselves among the trees. Now, you know, that's parallel to hiding yourself among mankind not coming out so you can, you can break God's presence. Um, so they were, real, they were willing to hide among the trees, which represents mankind and conformity, um, and dying versus living with God. So they would rather be uh, conformed to man than live with God. That's why the scripture tells us in Romans 12 too, be not conformed to this world. Uh, because subtly, it's so easy for us to conform to man. man. Man's standards are very limited. Put it this way, everybody can make the team. You know, there's a team and everybody's trying out. Because uh, uh, they have something now on some of these uh, sports clubs. I won't say the name. But it's everybody wins. So you show up. Everybody wins. There's no score clock. I went to a game. And I was watching the game. You know, I've been paying attention to stuff. I was like... Hey, man, hey, tell, tell your coach, man, the, the score clock's not on. They say, oh, no, 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 we don't keep score. Then, uh, so w one of the kids, I, I went to watch another young man, so he got a steal, and he went to, to dribble off the court, and they blew the whistle. 
So he could get the steal, but he couldn't advance the ball. He couldn't go to score because that would make the other kids feel bad. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, that's the truth. That, 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 I didn't make that up. And so, 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 so now I'm sitting in the stands going, what? <laughs> are, are you serious? And so I'm like an irate parent, and I wasn't even a parent. I was like, I was like, what? He stole the ball. He should be able to score. What kind of man? I'm just tripping. I was like, and then he was explaining to me the rules. He said, oh no, 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 no. They don't advance the ball out here. Uh, everybody wins. Uh, this, that, now. I said, so how does that translate to life? So when they grow up and they start playing for real teams, and people start advancing the ball, scoring, uh, blocking their shots, and the score keeps ringing up, and, and they tell them they lost, how are they going to be able to handle that? And, and so I think that's, they got that from the, the, the world system or the adversary because that's how the world sets up. Oh, everybody wins. Oh, no, there's no standards. You know, just, you do, just do whatever you want. It's all good. That's not, that's not in God's kingdom. I mean, you read the scripture, not in God's kingdom. He, he does say he promises you uh, some promises. But he says after you, need, after you have need of patience, after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. He says, he says, he says you'll reap in due season if you faint not, if you don't give up. Well, that's a challenge there. Paul said, I would have believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He, said, he, said, he says, uh, I would have fainted, given up, unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord and the living. So that means he was dealing with some insurmountable odds that he was tempted to give up. But he's like, no, 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 I'm not giving up. I'm believing to see the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. So one of the things he couldn't give up on is being in God's presence. Man, if you study out, uh, uh, David wrote that psalm in Psalm 27, 13 is what I read, what I quoted. He wrote that psalm. David was a man after God's own heart. Like he, 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 he made mistakes and a lot of times people look at his mistakes, but he kept his heart pressing towards God's presence, hungering and thirsting for God's presence. There was nothing more, like we hunger and thirst to work jobs and please people and, and, and make sure people don't see our weaknesses and our flaws. You know, like we're diligent with that, like, right? I just get you give me a couple amens. I already know. Like we deal with it. I make sure nobody know, my, you know, my my mistakes. or I blew this to that other. David was just as diligent in being in God's presence. And this this is what what we have to do. Let's look here at Psalm twenty seven since I brought it up. Another one of my favorite chapters. How many favorite chapters do you have? Uh, a lot. Give you my daily reading playlist with all these chapters. All right, so uh, Psalms 27. And I'll never do this, but I'm going to do it for this particular situation. I'm going to read the whole thing. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. All right? So, so how, how I get to see where I'm going and what I'm doing, he's my light. My salvation. He's my deliverance, my help, my aid, my aid, my wholeness. The word salvation means wholeness. He's my completeness. Whom shall I fear? Outside of the Lord, who shall intimidate me to come outside of his presence? Who, who, I'm with the Lord. Like, how can I be intimidated? Who can pull me? Who can tempt me or punk me? All right? 
says, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? So that one scripture there is determining like, because normally like when we compromise God, we're, we're afraid of what people are going to think, right? But this is saying I'm with God. All right, look, and then it breaks it down. When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. They try to pull me into what they're doing. Though a host should camp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war shall rise against me, and this will I be confident. Now, now, again, you know, David and them did wars, but in our life, we deal with these pressures with persecutions and things of that nature. I was talking to my wife last night. I was reading through Exodus. This pressure stuff didn't just start now. Moses was sent to deliver the children of Israel. Right? Now, remember, Moses didn't want to go. Fear. He, he had more reverence for, for those that he was going to talk to than the God that was sending them. Right? So they finally get him, get his brother to come along with him, uh, Aaron, and they go to talk to him. So when they first went to talk, Pharaoh was like, y'all want to go worship a God out in the wilderness? First of all, I don't know your God, don't care about your God. Go handle your business. Get out of my face. Then he talked to his, his people. He said, oh, so they got idle time to be crying out and believing to go in the wilderness and worship their God? Since they got idle time, hey, make their task even harder. Matter of fact, tell them to make brick without straw. They used to make brick with straw. He said, tell them to find their own straw. So, so now you, so you, you had, <laughs> I was about to say Uncle Tom, but you had, uh, you had guys that were kind of, they were children of Israel too, but they were officers. So, they, you know, they kind of was in the, in, they, they was kind of in the house, <laughs> right? They was kind of in the house. No jokes, please. All right, so. So the officers come because they got favor. You know, they eating with Pharaoh and them. Hey, he's like, yo, yo, dog, what's up, man? Yo, he's out here beating up my, my, the fellas, man. Like, like for what? Because they're not making brick like you think we should make brick. He was like, but they ain't giving no straw. So they beating them and it's not their fault. He said, no, no, your people got idle time. They realized at that point they done lost their favor, right? <laughs> they was in the house. He's like, no, y'all figure it out. And so the people are like, this is crazy. We getting beat. We don't have no straw. We can't make brick without straw. You're like, we can't perform miracles. So then while they, while they walk in, dejected, they see Moses and Aaron. And they're like, okay, you come. You said we're going to be free. Our prayers are going to be answered. You know, we're supposed to believe you, follow you, man of God. This is what you tell us. Things done got worse. It's done got crazy and we ain't free. What about that? Now imagine God sends you to deliver. You're expecting opposition from Pharaoh. What you're not expecting is opposition from your own people. But you still got to stay the courts. Moses and Aaron still had to stay in God's presence and believe what God told him to believe. Even though even his own people is like, dude, it looked look like it's getting worse. How many of us God tells you to do something, and the first response to what you do is crazy. People are starting to come against you that was close to you. You going to stick with it, or you going to get into fear, leave his presence? Peer pressure. I'm, I'm just, just gave you an example, just gave you an example. So, so what was we reading? 
Four is where we at. I one thing I have, have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after. Now he's saying he's desiring something on the Lord and he's seeking after. Remember, a man after God's own heart, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Behold the beauty to behold the beauty of the Lord and acquire in His temple. So he's saying, my press is to be in His presence. One of my accesses to be in His presence, I, I got to be in the house. And that's one of the accesses. But I want to be, be in God's presence and inquiring his temple all the time if I had to. It's David, right? It says, for in a time of trouble, he shall hide me. He says, because I'm in his presence, for in a time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle. See, I'm covered. He shall hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock, right? He shall set me up upon a rock. We'll revisit that. Right. He says, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies. See, I'm in the presence of God, so I'm, I'm, I'm lifted up. See, it's a different, you know, I don't know how many people are in a study in war, but they was always trying to get a, a, to, to a strategic position. Because from this position, come, come as you will. I see all y'all. From, from my position of elevation, really? Look, 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 they, they, trying to, they, they think they're going to get us. Because I can see them. But if I'm not at that place of elevation, I might be amongst them. And I might see these people over here, but they, they, they might get me over here. So at a point of elevation, I actually see it before it's coming. Right? And that's what he was basically saying here. He says, uh, now shall my head be lifted up by my enemies round about me. Therefore, I will offer in his tabernacle, tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yeah, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Because I'm standing in his presence. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, seek my face, stay in my presence, my heart, look, his heart. My heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, what I seek. He ain't just talking about his head. Just mental ascent, and I agree, God's cool, God's holy, God's in the sky. He said, no, 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 I'm coming at you with my heart. With all my heart, soul, and with all my might is what the scripture says in Matthew 22. He says, uh, he says, when thou says, seek my face, uh, my heart says unto thee, Lord, thy face will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then thou will take me up. Teach me thy way. Key word is thy way. O Lord, lead me in the plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over to the will of my enemies. Will, key word will, of my enemies for false witnesses. People tripping are risen against me such as to breathe out cruelty. Talking about me, dogging me out, hating on me. He says, I had fainted. I would have given up is what that says. Unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It says, wait on the Lord. Now, I got to stay in his presence, right? And be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Now, that's the hard part, waiting on the Lord. I'm not, now, now, that word wait, a lot of times we think is, okay, I'm going to just sit around and do nothing. No, it's a, uh, uh, in the root word of waiter is wait. A waiter is a servant. So, so, so I'm going I'm, uh, I'm to put all my energy in serving the Lord 
seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and I'm trusting all things to be added unto me. See, I'm pressing into his presence. The scripture says, uh, uh, Paul said, I'm apprehending that which is trying to apprehend me. Right? Uh, uh, that's uh, Philippians 3. In James, it says, draw nigh unto him and he'll draw nigh unto you. Flip that scripture. Run from him and he'll run from you. Well, if you're running from him, you don't have to run from you because you're leaving his presence. <laughs> right? So, so, so the key thing here we've been talking about is resting in his presence. So we, we innately, there's something on the inside of us that understands that our true priests rest in the presence of God. Our true peace rests in the presence of God. So the scripture says, in his presence is fullness of joy, and the right hand pledges forevermore, Psalm 1611. So, so, so this is the thing. What, what, if, 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 if my peace is in his presence, what could keep me out of his presence? Well, uh, we read this scripture the other day, Isaiah 26.3. Uh, he'll keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. So how can somebody get me out of the presence of God? Well, they have to get my mind off of God first. And how would they get my mind off of God? They have to get my mind focused on circumstances, worst case scenarios, fears. I gave you uh, this example, might have been Wednesday, but, but uh, how uh, Jesus came, the scripture says in Luke chapter 4, he says, uh, uh, I came to destroy the works of the devil. You start to read through the Bible from that point on, you'll see he will go in, every place he went was strategic. It was, he went into the regions of the greatest demonic activity. So he never, he never wastes words. And if you, you said, you could read all through Luke and you could see how he went into this region and it was a certain level of demonic activity. And, and demons are in hierarchies. That's why you wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against uh, principalities, power, which is spiritual wickedness in high places. So there are hierarchies. So, for example, like in the, in the um, you've heard me say this before, but in the hood, you don't have to have like, you know, you guys been in the military. So was that a private? Was that the lowest rank? All right, so you, you, you got like little private demons. Why? Because people hanging out, they're they jumping in the sand. Like, you don't need no deception for them. But at the highest level of demon, demon activity, the Bible says Satan is disguised as an angel of light. He don't look like they put you put on TV. He, look, he can look like one of us. You know, it's, it's deceptive. Highest level is more deceptive. It's not more obvious. Does that make sense? All right, so, so if you think about these different levels, so Jesus goes in, and he's, he's going into different regions. So he would come in, you know, he'd come into town and you could see the effect of the devil because it was sickness and disease. And he was going to take out the root, but he couldn't ignore the fruit. Even though he, he had a goal, that was to, oh, I'm about to go get the, uh, d d these demons in this region. On his way, he saw the effects of what they were doing. And it said, man, he he had compassion and healed all manner of disease. All. Not, that's like coming into Charlotte and the hospitals are empty. And listen, I've been in ministry for a long time. I've done a lot of hospital visits and that's the number one thing I notice. Parking lot is always full. There's one thing I've always noticed. So, so imagine parking lot empty. <laughs> you ain't never seen it. <laughs> right? And so then 
he realizes now he's seeing the results of this the, why God sent him like wow man this is crazy alright so being a great soldier his, his, you know strategizing he goes okay alright I just want to just see how this would work this is what we're going to do hey hey let's go to the other side now when he told the disciples let's go to the other side it was for a reason but but he knew I got to be ready for this y'all go ahead I'm going to go up into the mountain and talk to the Father. I'm going to get in his presence. God got to get recharged. Right? So while he's in his presence, God goes, man, your boy's out there tripping on the water. So he goes out to, walks on the water, goes out there, they think they see a ghost. Right? We talked about this the other day. So Peter goes, they goes, there's a ghost. He goes, ho, 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 ho. Chill out, y'all. Just me, just me. So Peter he sees Jesus on the water. They've never seen this before. He goes, hey, man, okay, if it's you, this is probably how I would do because I like to test stuff. Okay, if, the, if, if it's all so simple, bid me to come. Jesus was like, come. Jesus opened his mouth to speak his words to tell him to come. Jesus is speaking, right? He's speaking the word, right? He goes out on the water. Whoa, this, <laughs> whoa, this, oh, whoa, whoa, this, this is sweet. And so then Satan, who does what he normally tries to do, he, I need to, he, oh, Peter's in the presence of God. Like, he, none of these laws in this earth realm he's subject to. He's unstoppable. Gravity can't even do nothing with him now. I got to get him out of the presence of God. I can't stop him. But if I can get him to work against himself. So what I'm going to do is present a false evidence of being real. Storms. Rocking and rolling. First of all, you're walking on water. What do you care about a storm? As soon as he sees the storms, he considers the effect of the storm. And he considered that was greater than what God told him. Come on out. And he started to sink. Calls for Jesus, which is what we do when we sing. He grabs him, and, and his response was, Why did you doubt? That's just like almost like, that's kind of weird. I told you to come out on the water. What's this little storm? <laughs> You're walking on water, bro. Come on. Let's let's the power that it takes to walk on water and a storm. This is something that happens every day. What you doing. It's never been seen besides you seeing me do it. So why would something that happens every day based on natural laws intimidate you and you doing something spiritual based on spiritual laws? I, you, know, you know, Jesus is like, you know, some of us look at people and what you think is obvious to you is obvious to everybody. He probably is like, that's weird. Why'd you doubt? Then he, he picks them back up, read the scripture. He walked on water twice. They walked back into the boat. Because he probably heard, yeah, why did I doubt? I'm, I'm, I'm in your presence. Same thing David said, I got, I'm under your tabernacle. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? What shall I fear? What shall I be afraid of? I don't get it. See, that's... that's the same trick of the enemy for years has been trying to get us out of his presence. We talked about this in uh, understanding everything on Wednesday. But 
The scripture says uh, the uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more you hear the word, you, you develop a faith because you see. Interest of the word bring up light, this understands of the simple. So you see. That's why in his presence is fullness of joy, right hands, pleasures forevermore. Because you see, you see, you see everything for what it really is. Not the hype, not the, the uh, you know, you know how they, they, uh, you got, not how it's commercialized. You see the reality, not propaganda, the reality for what it really is. I mean, like, you can sit in the car and go, Man, I love this car, but you go, this is all plastic. You know, like you see it, you know, but if, you, if you're blind, you'd be like, man, it's sweet, this chrome. Listen, just being nice, nothing personal to the dealerships, but half of that stuff, man, they glue on, man. I, I don't care what level car you get. Like, it's just, it's just glue horns, man. I just, I, I, like, I, I, like all, I love all the cars I have. I like them. I like driving them, but I see them as they are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They ain't. <laughs> Ain't all that sweet, you know. It's about to get old, you know. It's going to depreciate, you know, the reality. So, so, so what I'm saying is in his presence you get to see. You navigate better when you see, right? You accelerate better when you see. So the, the devil knows that his, his job is for, to get you not to see, to have you to be clouded, have you in a fog, right? And so when the word comes in, the scripture says the Satan comes immediately and tries to steal that word from you. With the same process. It's the same process. Right? Same process as he tried to create the storms. It says the cares of the world, the seafulness of riches, and the lust of other things enter in and choke the word. Mark chapter 4. Because he don't want you to see. He don't want you in his presence. The scripture says if you abide me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you would. Look, look, look. John 15. See, I've decided to be the, 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 the cornball weak, that ain't cool, uh, here we go, Mr. Holy person in life. Because when I was out the world, I was the, man, this dude about to cuss everybody out here. Oh, my God, here we go. Man, if we don't drink at his level, we ain't all that. If we don't do all these drugs today, he going to think we weak. Right? So that's, that was my level of influence when I was in the world. So I'm in, a, in God. Man, we don't eat up all these scriptures. <laughs> all right, John 15, verse 5. Just because we read it earlier in discipleship class. I am divine, ye are the branches. He that abideth or remains in me dwells in me. And I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. Red letters is Jesus talking. Uh, verse 6. If a man abide not in me, don't remain in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into fire and they are burnt. Right? It says, if you abide in me, remain in me, look, 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 and my words abide or remain in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. I so, 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 it's a key to stay locked in. We talked about being crucified with Christ in discipleship class earlier, but to be submerged in, to be at one with Christ. And his words are at one with you. 
The Bible says, uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when you speak, you're speaking faith-filled words into the atmosphere. And things have to change and move. That's what Joshua did when he, when he, when he spoke to the sun and it stopped. Right? And, and, and we're dealing with leap years and stuff like that now based on what Joshua did way back there. That's when he spoke to the rain and it stopped. Right? Jesus spoke to the tree and it withered. Just returning back to the, the, the garden when it was in the presence of the garden and Adam spoke all the Adam animals. He spoke all their names and, and that's what they were and that's what they look like. He was getting God training because God made them in his image and after his likeness and they were in God's presence. This all changed when we got outside of the presence so he sent Jesus to bring us back in his presence not just to come to the altar and go, okay, I'm saved. I can't wait till it's time to go to heaven. I'm going to be in heaven. That's wonderful. But David said, I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In the, in the same chapter, I think we're in the chapter where I leave it. I left it. Psalm 27. <laughs> right? He said, I believe to see the land of the living. The land of the living is not in heaven in the sweet by and by. And, and Mark, if you read through Mark, it, said, it, said, uh, it says uh, some 30, some 60, some 100 for all the people that's given up houses and mother and father and sister and brother for the Lord's sake. It shall receive 100 fold. It says now in this time and the time to come. So it wasn't. So we still waiting on heaven. Like, like our whole religious walk is come to, the, come to the cross and go and just, you know, sit around and wait till we use our ticket to heaven. But the scripture tells us, tells us it's supposed to be on earth as it is in heaven. How are you going to influence people if God is not, if your cup is not running over around them? Because if, you, if you're dealing with the same, same bondages and weights that they're dealing with, listen, they're going to hang out with you, they're going to fellow with you, they're going to laugh with you, they're going to joke with you. But the whole time they're thinking, I ain't no different than you. Why would I take, like, I'm doing the same things that you're doing. And, and sometimes better without your Jesus. So, so, so explain to me why I need your Jesus. See, but, but, but he wants to do exceedingly, this is getting close into my New Year's message, but he, he wants to do exceedingly and monthly above all you can ask or think. But he needs us in his presence, in his presence is fullness of joy, and his right hand pleasures are evermore, not outside his presence. You have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. God's opened up the window of heaven, pouring out blessings you have room enough to receive. He ain't pouring, pouring them out everywhere. He's pouring them out in, in, in line with his presence. That's why the scripture said there's a narrow way that leads to life and peace, not a broad way. In Matthew 7:13. So what I'm saying is, and then some people go, well, you know, here you go, you know, uh, don't judge me, this, that, and the other. First of all, I ain't saying no names, so I couldn't have been judging nobody. But we always talk about this just so we can grow beyond it. We talked about this in understanding everything. Man, like, like, hey, hey okay, this is fast week coming up. Could we fast our excuses? Earlier today, now, we, we, we fast early. We said we was fasting earlier today. What was it? Yeah, yeah. So if you got to be lonely, be lonely this week. If you got to be uh, bored, be bored this week. Like, like, give God a chance to resurrect you from there, right? Fast, put your hands on it, right? You know, like, because was, that was Saul's problem, right? Saul had to wait on God, and 
man, all these armies and stuff coming. Man, just bring me the ephod, man. I'll, I'll do the priest's job and do the offering. Well, that's how he lost everything. So, 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 so we talked about that. Hey, hey, we're going to add something to the list. Because you puck in the flesh when you, to hear from the spirit when you're fasting, right? Well, the flesh always has excuses. So, 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 and I, I'm, a, I'm being real. Like, you know, I said I'm working on my sarcasm, so this is not sarcastic. That whole don't judge me, that's an excuse. That didn't come from God. Because half of the things people are talking about judge, judging, judging is passing sentence. I worked in the court system. There was prosecutors in there. There was a defendant attorney in there, and there was a judge. The prosecutor said exactly what they believed this person did. It's still not judgment. They didn't say why they did it. They saying they did this. Now they're trying to prove some malicious intent, but they say the defendant attorney says, yeah, they did that. They're saying they did it too. But there were some extenuating circumstances. The judge passes the sentence. So somebody tells you, you hey, you, you just flat out being lazy. Don't judge me. No, I'm not judging you. You are being lazy. I don't know why. I'm not saying why. If I tell you I can't depend on you, oh, there you go, trying to judge somebody. Oh, you think you all that? I don't know what about thinking nothing. All I know is I can't depend on you. That's a fact. I might not depend on you because you have new responsibilities. I don't know. But I can't depend on you. You are not consistent. You eat too much. I'm going to throw it all out there. <laughs> But guess what? If, you, if I say you eat too much, you eat too much. I don't know why. I don't know because you flat out just, you, you know, can't, no, you just, you, you know, you trying to break the Guinness Book World Record. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> All right, that was not necessary. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, let's, let's get rid let's stop. Let's stop the don't judge me. Let's stop the people got a short attention span. I, I, I think I blew a hole in that this week. Right, stop. Hey, let's try this week embracing the challenge. M going beyond what we've always done the way we've always done it. Can we try it? Just this week. I'm, look, just, can we, just, our, our, we already got a 90-day challenge out there somewhere. I don't know if anybody grabbed that one. But can we just try this week? Fast. See what happens. Hey, how about coming to church more than just uh, Sunday this week? It got awfully quiet in here. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Do you see how it was like? <laughs> the spirit is indeed willing, the flesh don't want to do it. I, I know that for a fact. All right, so, so um, God, God told, let's go to Proverbs 23. See, these people in the Bible are my mentors. I learned a lot from them. Actually, I was, I was in a very difficult situation um, growing in ministry. And um, who got me through was David. David was my God, boy. I, I learned from him. So I didn't handle things like I, I, I had handled them growing up where I would. I was a very... Um, <laughs> How could we say uh, edgy, uh, 
I wouldn't let nothing get by. Thought it was my job to attack the higher powers. <laughs> right? But I had to, you know, but I had to grow up, you know, and um David helped me to grow up. And so some of these people that were reading through Paul is another person to help me. But David, uh Psalm twenty three is a is a familiar psalm. Uh let's read it thinking about his presence. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Right? If we just stop at that scripture, <laughs> God just guide me and lead me. I shall not want for anything, is what that scripture says. If we're wanting for something, there's a chance God's not leading us. Look, he maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Look, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. It says, yea, though I walk through the valley of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art, what? With me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So God's with him all this time. That's why he's not worried. Verse 5, thou prepareth a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with the oil, my cup runneth over. He's saying, my enemies are coming at me. They're right there. Right? He says, but he's preparing the table. Like, and this, this is going to be tough, especially as God moves us into some other things. You know, sometimes it's hard for us to take all that God has for us because we don't want um, to be seen. We want to be behind the scenes. So, so, so God may want to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask to think. He might want your cup to run over. But some of us are going to choke. Ah, that's too much. I don't want to. I, don't want, I definitely don't want nobody asking me for nothing. So I just, I just, I just keep this over here. What about just, just taking it all in? And let the overflow flow into other people's lives. So he says, he says, my, my <laughs> he says, uh, he says, look, look, down under my head with all my cup running over. He's saying, my cup is running over. He's been, in, I'm at the highest level of anointing in the presence of my enemies. You know why? Because my enemies see me, but I'm in God's presence. At the whole time, I'm around enemies. It says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of all the days, all, 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 all the days of my life. And I will dwell, look, look, in the house of the Lord forever again. Like some of us, it's not even a consideration to visit the house of the Lord, let alone dwell in it forever. See, so even if we're, we're, we're navigating through our life's changes and, and challenges, that's understandable, but our goal is supposed to be in God's presence, living in it. Our goal is to, and it's not like we're trying to be evil, but because we play off of the world, it's like, well, as long as I acknowledge God, talk about God, quote a few scriptures. But, but that don't work no place else in your life. Get married and talk about, well, as long as I talk about my wife, mention my wife, acknowledge a few deeds, but I'm never going to be around her. I'll just let that soak in, you know. <laughs> right. But think, listen, this lovely woman, imagine that. Uh, yeah, imagine that. She'd be like, you lost your mind. Matter of fact, I, I, had to, I had to grow up. I was used to doing things on my own growing up with, uh, uh, in the first stage of my life with foster parents. I had to figure out, well, what am I thinking about me? Like, 
I could have been just like that. See, before I pointed to that monitor, y'all weren't thinking about it. Y'all weren't doing nothing in this building to make sure that monitor was okay. I was the monitor in the house. <laughs> I mean, they navigating it like, I was like, okay, wait a minute. Y'all just, you know, uh, something as simple as they would give out condiments. This is just for effect. I'm over it. Uh, but <laughs> in just case they see it. <laughs> so they give out condiments. And so I'd be sitting there like, ain't somebody going to give me some? <laughs> like I'm sitting at the table too, you know. So I'm, I'm young. I'm a young kid. So I, I start crying or something like. But then it'd be like, what you crying for? All you had to do is ask. I, but see, I had no reference for asking. Nobody else at the table asked. So, listen, I, I'm, I was good at learning from others. If I saw somebody else doing it, I watch. Okay, I'm going to do it. That's the first time I got on the, uh, she didn't know I was doing it, but when I got on the little uh, jet ski, I was one. I got there, I said, okay, I'm going to watch what everybody else doing, and then I'm going to do what they do. Only I got lost in the water. I had bad death perception. This is a true story. Like, really. I just, I just, by faith, was like, I'll just go this way. Hopefully, I'll make it back. <laughs> but my point is, is in those environments, you, you learn how to navigate by yourself. So now I get married. I got a teammate after 30 years. And I'm used to just doing, you know, just flowing like I flow. And we get, get together, we get together. So we, and then I, you know, I cook. And so in the early years, I used to cook a lot. Like, and so, but I had a schedule. I was working uh, double overtime, stuff like that. So we'd be driving, come from church. All right, babe, we're going to go to the store. You wait right here. I'm going to run in, get what we need, run out, get home, cook. And then I'm figuring I still got a little maybe ESPN time or something. And she'd be like, no, 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 I want to go with you. I was like, nah, see, you're going you're gonna to mess things up. Because if you go, I'm not going to go in and out. So then I would get into the store and I'd be like, all right, babe, this is how we're going to do this. All right. I'm going to go down these aisles. You go down this aisle. We meet right here. Ready? Break. She's like, no, 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 no. I want to go with you. I'm like, babe, like you just know it's a system. We're trying to get in and out, in and out. And so I knew if she would have came, we're going to stroll. Like we're going to, it's going to be like, you know, it's, it's a date at that point, you know. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, so I went to this, uh, we had this conference at our church in this, uh, this uh, uh, a man and woman of God, they had the huge ministry, so they, they, they switched it. We, we did that one of our uh, seminars where we switched it, and she spoke to the men, I spoke to the women. So when the women spoke, the wife had, you know, Rolls Royces, uh, house on 23 acres, uh, helicopter, this is this all I did. They, she says, you know, you know, my husband keeps telling me all these things I have, and I do enjoy them. She says, but, she says, be real, we just want to be with y'all. And when she said that, I, it's like a video just went off. I just want to be with you. <laughs> and when she, she and, and so what I realized that day was, yes, they like the house to be with you in. Love the clothes to wear before you. Love the car to drive with you. Y'all still think I'm talking about the marriage. See, that's all about our relationship with God. (laughs) 
is a song called uh, I Miss My Time With You. It says, it says, you're so busy serving without even my spirit in you. It says, I miss my time with you. Uh, Lonel Harris. I, th- I think I heard somebody say, who sings that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, from the young lady in the back. <laughs> yeah, Lonel Harris. And it's, uh, it's one of my favorite songs, but that's the thing. It's like, we're missing out on the most invaluable thing in this relationship. Like we're so busy going to, we're going past people. But we're keeping on our daily task <laughs> at the expense of valuable relationships. And you look up and realize you've blown wonderful opportunities. All right, see, so <laughs> y'all should just see what I see. Wasn't thinking about that. All right, so, so, so to do this, we must cut out everything in our lives that's hindering our true connection. We must cut out everything in our life. The sin, the settling, the sulking has to be circum- circumcised, cut out. Psalm, Psalm 46, 10, it says, be still and know that I'm God. Now that word be still comes from circumcision. Because you know, back when they, I'm not trying to be gross, when they did circumcision, the, the child had to be still. Otherwise, the goal was to cut off what was going to affect a connection, but they could have cut off something vital. So the scripture says, be still and know that I'm God. And the thing is, I'll say this. We may settle for the lack of a full relationship with God for a while, but eventually it's going to be the number one thing we'll regret. See, because we can temporarily get busy, but eventually, with all the circumstances that flare up because we're not in the presence of God, we'll be like, man, I should have been in the presence of God the whole time. Same thing in relationship. You can temporarily get busy and not connect and stuff like that, and you keep thinking you got this goal. Yeah, I'm doing this for this particular time. I'm going to do this for this particular time. And it turns out to be 10 years you're doing the same thing because you really don't have a uh, you, you, you have a theoretic goal that means there's a theory of the possibility speculation of maybe might have but you don't have a definitive this is what our goal is for this particular time and when we get to this particular time this is when we're changing when you don't have that you just, you just uh, blowing hot air you know keep saying God I'll get with you God I'll get with you God I'll get with you and the Bible says maximize your moments it says redeem the time um, what says redeem the time I said which means maximize your moments it says walk circumspectly be intentional in every step that you make in Ephesians 5 uh, 15 and 16 so we can excuse ourselves away at every level see this, this conversation is for every level see because at every level for youth you know a lot of times you, you think okay well I'm young I need to have my fun. I'll, I'll spend time with God later. But i tell you right now, there's people right now that are on drugs. There's people right now that are incarcerated. There's people right now that are in depression and been in depression for 20, 30 years. But it all started when they was young because they took God for granted and they exposed themselves to just anything, what they call fun. And that, that one move 
has been the thorn in their life forever. Still playing off or still traumatized from that relationship. Still traumatized from that abuse. Still traumatized from that compromise. And so the thing is, the benefit to the youth is you have an opportunity to do it the right way now. You have an opportunity to do it the right way now. And the thing is, it ain't fun. I'm, I, I don't know why I'm doing all this, but trying to be obedient. But it ain't really fun. And I know this because I've done it. So it's not like I'm, I know this because I never did not I did it to extremes. We called it fun because we already committed to it. It wasn't fun. It ain't fun. You can't be yourself. If you don't dress a certain way, act a certain way, talk a certain way, man, that ain't fun. Fun is you could be free to be who you are. If you want to be goofy today, that's accepted. If you want to talk about the Bible, that's accepted. If you want to wear something nobody's wearing anymore ever, that's accepted. But if you got to dress this way, walk this way, talk this way, act this way, do it this way, and I'm not just talking to the youth. Man, that, that's bondage. That's bondage. But, 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 what I, like, what I like about the song or any song on freedom is you get permission to be yourself. And all your, this is how you, you determine all your friendships. Are people allowing you to be yourself? Or are they stopping you? Do, do, do they hate or they get envious and jealous? Do they get mad when good things happen for you? Are those friends? You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. And we call it fun. Well, you can't even be who you are. Here you, and I know this, I know this. I have, a, I have a, a nephew. I've been watching him. And so I used to send him scriptures and stuff. He, he, he plays uh, uh, Division One sports. And so, again, he's youth, so sometimes I send him, sometimes I want. He, he, I talked to him. He said, like, what are you doing? He says, I, I need this, to read this. He said, like, I, this is what I'm, this is what keeps me going. So this is the whole point. It's keeping some of y'all going. Are you sharing it? Or are you afraid it's going to be looked at as weak or corny or too religious? In every environment you're in, can you share Christ? I'm talking about Christ like how you believe. I ain't talking about honorable mention. See, all these things keep us in his presence. But think about it. If, if, okay, this is good. Relationship. You're in a relationship. And Jamal, real quick. That's how I know I'll beat you in basketball. Because I said real quick and your first step is terrible. All right, so, <laughs> all right, so, so we're in a relationship. So, so I t we've established that me and Jamal is cool, right? We cool, like, you, as far as you're concerned, we boys, we best friends. Right. So, Justin comes around, I'm talking to Justin, you, you're, you're about right here, talking to Justin, and so we start talking, and I go, and, and so, so, I try to whisper, but I'm like, eh, well, you know, you're like, well, you, you tell me, well, I want us to kick it, but you're always around Jamal. Like, that's your boy or something. Like, like you can't let go of Jamal. I'm like, nah, Jamal, all right. You know, I mean, I mean, we cool, but we, you know, we ain't all that, Justin. You know, I mean, we cool. What is your, you all right? <laughs> but, but, but your thought there, are, are you just like just trying to stand there and hover around? I just said we ain't cool? You just going to be sitting there going, 
<laughs> We're not cool. I'm not that important. <laughs> tell him, tell him more. Tell him more. Tell, talk about me some more. Just, 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 just treat me like trash. I love it. That's what you're gonna do. Not at all. What you gonna do? I'm gonna be, I'm be mad. Be upset. You just gonna sit there, man? Nah, I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> well, I love you. I do. I love you. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what? Oh, Jesus Christ! Could you stop? I know. I know. <laughs> Been laughing all week. What? What he said he was gonna do is my point. Now, 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 Jamal processed through it. A little bit, you know, and maybe because he was—he didn't know what what his role or responsibility was up here. If we was just out there, outside or something, he probably just like, "Well, forget you." <laughs> I know that's what I'd have said. I'd be like, "Oh, really?" I'm like that in general. I've been like that way my whole life. If you don't value me, you don't care about me. I'm, I'm not gonna be mad. See, he says he's gonna be mad. I'm not gonna be mad. I'm like, okay. It, what, what we used to say back in the day, deuces, <laughs> right? My whole point is, what do you think God is doing? When you have an opportunity and you're in a situation, so God's there. You're in his presence. And something else comes up that's not even rolling with God. Right? And you, you highlight that and gravitate to that, that, like that's important. And God's right there. I, I guarantee you, God ain't getting mad. Deuces. <laughs> well, obviously you don't value me. Obviously, that's more important than me. So, yeah, we can flip and trip and come up with all our justifications of why we do what we do. But the bottom line is, the reality is, the truth is, there are things more important to God in our life. If we need comfort, sometimes God is the last person we're going to use for comfort. We'll use everything in the world for comfort before God. But we're saying, God, I need you. God, I surrender to you. But we'll do things to get out of his presence. Now, I get it. Sometimes it takes a lot for us. Somebody got to trick us in some cases. Some people got to be tricked. And then the next thing you know, you'll be like, well, how did I get out here? (laughs) Right? Some people got to be tricked. Some people have to be uh, overwhelmingly tempted. Man, I I hung in there as long as I could, man. (laughs) And, 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 you know, I think there's some grace for that. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the first option. Like the first, like just the suggestion of something outside of God. Like, sure, no problem. Like, come on, God's like, I thought I had a little more value than that. Like, I thought it would be some type of negotiation, tug of war maybe. (laughs) But it was just that easy to not be in my presence? Well, obviously, the presence that you're in is more valuable. Hopefully, it fulfills you. Hopefully, it's fullness of joy and right-hand pleasures forevermore. All right, stand on your feet. That's enough. <laughs> Listen, that, none of that's in the notes. I just kind of rolling with God. That's all. <laughs>